From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 350, for the week of October 2nd, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Marja Mladowili, and Tony Spatel. And in this week's show we help our good friend Brian plan his first Disneyland vacation. Plus Michael and I talk about our experiences last weekend at both Mickey's Halloween Party and Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. All that plus this week's news, roundtable, rapid fire, and our Diz Boards Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey. So how was, how was everyone's week? Good so far. Yeah. Tiring for my on my part. I was gone for like five nights. So I'm, I'm beat. You were on the go. I was on the go. Um I had a lovely time with your wife, and I promised you I wouldn't talk about the chickens. So thanks. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for um, not talking about the eight chickens. Yeah. So, uh, um, Michael and I are going to talk about the the Halloween Horror Nights at Universal and all that. I just want to mention one thing about Universal, and you know, you talk about day six adding things to your Disneyland vacation, and I, I I might talk about this more on the on that show. But I was able to without a car get from the Disneyland Resort to Universal without a problem. How I long prob- did it take? Yeah. I, I probably didn't do it the the cheapest way, but I did it the simple way. Which was so, Amtrak to Amtrak to Union Station and then up. Uh, Amtrak to Union Station up on the metro, yeah. Yep, it's so, not. It's really the only way. Is okay. okay yeah, so, that's see my see my how I got to Disneyland blog. Yeah, because yeah. so, <laughs> I started at that station. I, I got dropped off at Amtrak. At, at at Angel Stadium, but you would have to take a, a taxi to get to Angel Stadium, or or the art, or the art to get to Angel Stadium. Then the ticket from from um, Angel Stadium to downtown LA Union Station is fifteen dollars each way. Yep. And then it's a dollar seventy five per ride on the Metro. Mm-hmm. So um, the the trip on Amtrak to Union Station is about. 50 minutes and then it's 26 minutes from at, from Union Station to to Universal City to uh, to Universal City. So it's like an hour and a half travel time and then you yeah. have your walking or to get um, to the no, station. No, no, no. The there's a um at the corner where the metro comes out, there's a tram that takes yep. picks you up and takes you up the hill. Oh, yep. very nice. Yeah. You just walk if, across if, the street yeah. to the tram. Now, I, I, I wasn't able to use that because I was going to a hotel, so I had to walk halfway up the hill to get to my hotel. But if you're going just to the park for the day, um, you just take – there's a tram that takes you up there. Uh, the metro runs every 10 minutes, so you just have to look at your, your Amtrak schedule. There's also Metrolink that goes – that does the same route that Amtrak does, and it's it's a little bit cheaper, but they only go about twice a day. And so you so have to really time it. You'd have to really time I it. I still and, can't and figure like, out I think Metrolink versus Amtrak. I I can't. I couldn't figure it out either. And I tried Metrolink, and I don't. I I I don't know. Because I try. I tried. I, I started going down to San Diego for the Chargers game that way, and then like, oh wait, but there's Amtrak, but there's Metrolink. Like, like they're in the same family, but they're not in the same. And I right. I just I give up. 
Yeah. 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 They, so, they, yeah, they're different. Yeah, but they run on they run the some of the same same routes, but yeah, they're different. Like I said, so, but like the earliest the earliest Metrolink didn't leave until like nine twenty from Anaheim. So if you're going to the parks for the going to Universal for the day, you don't want to wait that late to go. So that was my issue. Not that it's about, but going to San Diego, the same thing was. I was like, okay, I don't care about the money. I wasn't feeling well. I want to just go down there. Mm-hmm. This is my issue with the trains. This is me being a really Californian. Right. You can't, they, they don't run like every hour. And a right. lot of times they'll stop right. right when you want to leave. Like you, you want to get there mm-hmm. early. Well, no, now you can't. For the football right. games, which is crazy, because a lot of people try to do it. You either leave at four, which means the game's not over and you're not there, or it leaves at uh, 6.50. Like there's nothing right. in between. And so then it's, okay, I'm... I, I want to do Metrolink. I want to do the train. And I try, but they mm-hmm. just don't help me out. Also should add that the the red line, which is the one that goes to Universal from from L.A. to Hollywood, stop in Universal, also stops at Hollywood and Highland. So if somebody was wanting to go to the El Cap or yep. that area. Yep, that's, then that's met, the next the stop from. Will, it's Hollywood and Vine and then Hollywood and Highland. And a couple more stops to get to Universal Universal Studios. So anyway, um, can just let me just ask you. Yeah. I know you said fifteen dollars one way. What was the total cost? Do you remember? It would have it would have been it should have been like okay so fifteen dollars each way so thirty for the Amtrak portion a dollar seventy five for each of the. Okay, so it's like thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars, basically yeah. thirty three. Okay. But you can get a triple A discount. You can get temp, yeah, but you have to book 10%. three days in advance. So you get ten oh, percent yeah. off of your Amtrak. So three days in if advance. you, you know, yeah, all of our planning. planners yeah. out there. Yep. And but like I said, if you look at MetroLink, it's a little bit cheaper. I think it's like eighteen dollars round trip instead of thirty thirty dollars round trip. But it's a matter of when you can get there. So anyway. Um, but I got an annual pass for Universal, so we'll be we'll be talking a lot about that, and maybe Mary Jo and I can go check out some of the rides. And oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't I wasn't able to do so, so I haven't done any of the new things over there. Oh wow, okay, so. yeah. And the only they thing were... I did the only thing I did was the tram tour. So okay, with the was the new King Kong all the mm-hmm. well the newer King yeah, Kong was that King all Kong. the be be all and end all that it was supposed to be. It's pretty cool. But, it's just it's three D movie with motion. Yeah, it's not part of the tram tour anymore. Yeah, it is. King yeah, Kong it is. is. Like King Kong is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It still it re- goes it around replaced, the tram. It replaced. Um... No, it replaced itself. When okay. the, when the building had oh. the fire. Oh, there you go. Okay. They rebuilt it with oh. a newer, spiffier attraction. Okay. When I went, they it I didn't see it. So. Yeah, it's because it was on the tram tour. Oh, it's because okay. it probably was still, either still building it the last time you were no. there. No. I was there with Kim. Oh, I mean, sometimes, sometimes the tours, the trams go to different things and skip things. And there are a lot of buildings down the hill that you don't see or recognize as being part of that that are only accessible through the tram tours well, that are mm-hmm. behind other sound stages. Well, I did go on the tram tour. That was the one thing I did do. Maybe it was down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they okay. skipped it because it's a drive-in building, so they can bypass any of those drive-in buildings yeah. at any time. Yeah, because oh, like they cool. drive, they bypass the. Parting of the the Red Sea, mm-hmm. and they bypassed the bridge 
the the collapsing bridge. Yeah, but they they bypass that, but they have a new effect over there, which was actually really cool. Going through it was um, like a like a three D movie that you drew. did you not do that? The only three so D the, the only three D movie we did was the was um, King Kong. Okay, so King Kong and the dinosaur. King Kong and the dinosaurs. Where the collapsing bridge is, they built a tunnel next to it. It, it actually used that's earthquake. No. Earthquake er, no earthquakes. It, that's another building. But you okay. you go through and and the tram does go through. But there's a film on both sides, so you feel like I think you're you're um, with dinosaurs. That's King Kong. That's oh, King Kong. that's the King Kong that you're talking. Okay, so yeah. it's. Okay, so it's in a totally different place than it, it used to be around New York Street. Okay, I don't know. Yep. Okay, it's been it's been, it's been twenty years since I was at Universal Studios. So. Okay, so it's different. Yeah, that yeah. was three D. The other King Kong was an actual. Yeah. Animatronic. Animatronic. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, so I saw it. Re- disregard that whole thing okay. I said where I did <laughs> That's okay. It was new enough that you thought it was something completely different. And that's well, an interesting perspective, though. But it was something completely different because it's in a different location. <laughs> anyway. So the subs are back open, which is kind of cool. There goes my news. Did you go on them? See you guys next I didn't... week. Yay. Okay, never no, mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I also checked out the Big Hero 6 preview. At the Magic Eye Theater, which was kind of cool. Yes. Um, Eight-minute preview. Um, good news is they don't overuse the shaking seats and all that. So it was a funny fun, funny clip. Um, I, I hear good good things about that movie. Mickey's Halloween Party has started. We'll talk about it on the, on the segment this week. But it is selling out like crazy. There are only three dates available. Wow. Everything else is sold out. So... It sold out except the 22nd, the 27th, and the 29th. Well, you know, it's one of the few non-terrifying... Right. Um, Mickey scares for me. Families why, to why, do. why are you saying it's not terrifying? We get the fangs? <laughs> Nancy, you want to talk about those ornaments that the New Jersey meat is making? Oh, yeah. They're absolutely adorable. They're um, doing all these little, um, little custom ornaments. They've got... A ton of different themes, mm-hmm. um, from Frozen to the parks to just about anything you can think of. Anyway, um, we'll, see, we'll, put li- we'll put a link on Yeah, the let's show put notes. a link in the show notes because I don't want to like ramble it all on yeah. off. But definitely check out their thread in the Give Kids the World threads, um, Give Kids the World meet mm-hmm. section. It's coming up quick. So, and they're very inexpensive for a nice handmade thing to have it's on like your Christmas eight, tree. Eight, seven or eight dollars, something like that, eight dollars. Yep, and a good portion of it goes to Give Kids the World. Yep, excellent. Um, so. Speaking of Give Kids the World, our Arizona meet is coming up October 24th and 25th in Phoenix, Arizona. Please join and, us. And what's that? I said please, please join, join us. And this is our last plea to sign up because the deadline to sign up is next Thursday, October 9th. That is the drop-dead date. Um for signups. So come join us Friday night. We'll be at Dave and Buster's having, having um, dinner and drinks. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we'll be having lunch, I believe, and recording a podcast and having auctions and drawings and all kinds of things going on. Uh, that oh, evening, there's a Hollywood. 
Sorry? There's the Halloween costume contest. Don't oh, forget. Halloween costume. Oh, ooh, okay. Now there's pressure. Um, also, <laughs> and then Saturday night, we're looking for just a casual adults only um, cocktail p- type party. We're going to set that up. And then Tony, maybe I was I was thinking maybe Sunday morning we do ice cream for breakfast. Possibly. I'm nervous Possibly. about making okay. it now, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have ice cream for breakfast. With I mean, I could do it time. here. Just eat a. Maybe I'll just stay in my underwear and on the couch and just eat ice cream all weekend and raise money. But we're planning on going to Culver's, Tony. I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to visualize that. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> you do. Um, speaking of other uh, changing the subject, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Napa is back open. It opened a couple weeks. It was scheduled to open this weekend, yeah. but it opened a couple weeks early, so... That is a good thing, but last t- last I looked, Whitewater Snacks is closed, so I'm kind of sad there. Uh, hey, did you you guys all got that email about asking about the zero popcorn buckets, right? No, or did I just get that? It was just oh, you. a wonderful listener um, emailed about the zero popcorn buckets, and mm-hmm. did we know if they were available? up all the way through the holidays. I haven't seen them. Yeah, they're they're at the popcorn stand in New Orleans Square. Okay. It looks like a doghouse with zero in it and his his pumpkin nose lights up. Oh, how cute. That's an even cuter one than I thought. Yeah, so Okay. And so uh, we have I don't know that we have any way of knowing. I think it's probably just until while supplies last. Okay. So But you would think they'd have enough to go through almost Christmas. I would hope. Yeah. I would hope. But that was definitely the uh, the question I was asked. Yeah. So, and I will have that name in like two seconds or maybe okay. not. But um, anyway, uh, thank you for thank you for writing in. She had some wonderful things to say about the show. And I am so not organized <laughs> tonight. Well, my daughter came down with the flu today. So she's been poor little thing. Poor so Zoe. she's. Yeah, she's been just having a bad day. So, I have been... Ah, there we go. Sylvia Rays sent me a message. Okay. And she had some great things to say about this show, and she says that um, Disneyland's very important to her, um, especially um, it means a lot to her family now that they're all adults and her father, and she also went um, through cancer battles the last few years. So, um, they're both doing very well. And... uh, she and her apparently she and her family collect the popcorn special popcorn buckets and don't want to have to resort to buying them on eBay and they're going the week nice. before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so that's so at least she's going earlier in the season yeah. rather than later. Yeah. So, but uh, she listens to us every Thursday at work, and she says thanks to all of us. People so hi Sylvia, and um, and hopefully hi, we'll, you'll be able to find one. And you said it's the popcorn stand right there by. Haunted Mansion, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I was also going to mention about the the Halloween party, and I'll, like I said, I'll mention I'll mention in the other show too. Uh, the annual pass holder special treat, uh, treat. station mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Opera House was kind of cool. They the the main area where the the where they have they have the gallery stuff was all. Mm-hmm like dark and they covered everything up with sheets and stuff. So it looked all haunted and you received a 
Big Hero 6 um, drawstring backpack. Cool. And a Mickey's Halloween Party um, frosted Rice Krispie Treat. Oh, that sounds fun. And then you could walk through the 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 theater, and they had movies running on the on the screen, like old. Um, That's very cool. It is Halloween oriented, Halloween themed movies on the screen. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, they did scan your annual pass, so you can only go through once. So, so you can't don't get be trying like twenty seven bags. Yeah, you can't get twenty seven bags. So. Um, don't forget about Podcast Cruise five That is coming up. Um, Two months from this recording. Oh my god! Uh, I better start packing. Just booked my flights. Finally. <laughs> I know I better. I haven't done mine. <laughs> so when are you all planning on going? Are you uh, going to go? We'll be, we'll be there. We're flying Thanksgiving Day. Okay, so you're spending the weekend. And then we're ha- we're having to stay one additional day after because just the flights coming back that Sunday were ridiculous. So we're staying one additional day. Yeah, I'm not leaving. I think till Tuesday morning. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm, my, I'm, but my pass will have expired, so my premier my yeah premier pass uh, will have expired. So we were thinking maybe doing the the Christmas party Sunday night instead of that'd be my, fun instead of renewing my five thousand dollar annual pass. Um, also, don't forget about Royal Caribbean or Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited travel. That's coming up June twelfth of twenty fifteen. Uh, there is, I believe, still group space available on that, so check it out. We will all be there as well. That's going to be a fun time on the Jewel of the yep. Seas. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. Any links to anything we talk about, you can find at disunplugged.com. And I didn't ask, does anybody have housekeeping? Uh, I do. Okay, Mary Jo, go, go for, for it. it. Um, I just want to give everybody a heads up that this weekend we're supposed to have another heat wave. So Saturday is supposed to be the hottest day. Make sure that you take a lot of water, dress appropriately for the heat wave. And you might think about wearing a hat to protect your head. A lot of people will wear light clothes for the well, heat hopefully wave and they drink wear water. Clothes. Oh, <laughs> no, light clothes. Oh, light clothes. No, my <laughs> tip for a heat wave would be to... Um, just sit on the couch in your underwear with a big tub of ice cream because it'll cool you down. You won't be exercising, so you won't be sweating. That's just what I think I might do for the heat wave. That's going to be my Well, thing. the hottest part of the day is like between 2 and 5, so during those, that's a good tip for them in their hotel, yeah. Tony, when they go yes. around. Yes, that is a good tip. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> How about you, Nancy? Do you have anything? Good. Okay. Uh, chickens. <laughs> chickens. We still got to get over to no Roscoe's. Forgetting about that. I know. I, I was going to ask you, there. why did you not? I don't know. I don't know. Tom, 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 Tom. You were right. there. That'll be Saturday's meal. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, maybe. All right. Um, also, don't forget uh, this weekend I am going to be in the parks uh, Friday and Saturday. If you see me come up, I'll have I'll have buttons. We'll also have uh, we have also uh, lots of videos that Craig and Sean took from uh, Disneyland Resort and or from the Disneyland Resort regular, and then from the Halloween party. Those are all going up probably in the next week or so. There's a new one up right now that is a the um, a ride through of Alice in Wonderland. With the old ride through of Alice in Wonderland superimposed over the top, or like like picture in picture, so you can ride through and compare 
the two rides at the same yeah you know, at the same time. I, w- I was actually going to use that as one of my housekeepings that I had forgotten. So I'm glad you said it. That video <laughs> is so cool. Yeah, it's because cool. it let some of the new things they've done is kind of subtle, and you're thinking, well, did they was that there before? Did I miss it? Right. And the video is perfect because it lets you see all the new um, things that mm-hmm. they added to it. Um, also, uh, so Craig and Michael and I are talking about the Halloween Horror Nights, but I'm sure Craig and Sean will also be talking about that uh, Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. And so I'll make sure we mention or if if that show goes up this week, I'll I'll put a link to that in our show notes page. But they'll have videos and things. Also, we stayed at the I stayed at the Sher- Universal Sheraton or Sheraton Universal, mm-hmm. and they stayed That's at nice the Hilton. Place. So they'll also talk about that and compare and contrast the two different hotels there at the Universal. At Universal, I was going to say resort, but not really a resort. So. Yeah, we've had friends stay, in, and my family has stayed at both of them, and they're. they're I mean, there's there's pluses and minuses to both, and I th- yeah. yeah, so. Although, man, the view from like the twenty third floor on the one hotel is just amazing. It's so cool to be able to look down on the park like that. Oh, that must be that's that's got to be the Hilton. Yeah, I, that's got to be the yeah. It's the, Hilton. the Sheraton has. I get them mixed up. The Sheraton has a ballroom on the twenty first floor, the, yep. the top floor, and it's open all open on three or windows on three sides yeah. except the side that overlooks the park. So, yeah. Now, um, my brother last time. Um, Last time my brother and his wife were in town, they stayed there, and they were on, like, the 23rd floor, and it was a great view. I took a whole bunch of pictures to try and figure out where the construction stuff mm-hmm. was going to be for putting in Harry Potter and right. stuff. It'd be nice to go back and look up at the that is look a, up that again. Yeah, that's a, that's a big construction zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And one of, them, one of the two hotels, did you get a chance to participate in their Sunday brunch? No, uh, I think got, that's the Sheridan that's has got, the the big the big giant Sunday brunch and it's really good. I, I don't know. The Hilton had a brunch like in their maybe freaking, it is the Hilton. freaking maybe lobby just, basically. Oh, it is the yeah, it's the Hilton. Yeah. Never mind, it is the Hiltons. Yeah. and the, the Hilton's brunch is amazing. Because hmm. at the Sheraton, the the restaurant is downstairs from the lobby. That's right. I've eaten in that restaurant. You have to walk down some stairs and it's kind of mod. Yeah, okay. I've had I've had breakfast there. I've had breakfast there before. It's okay. But anyway, yeah, I didn't but, eat that. Just, but the Sunday brunch at the Hilton is amazing. Amazing. It's got like three or four rooms of food. Did it, did yeah. it have tubs yeah. of ice cream? <laughs> no. It had Crab it legs. had tons of desserts. Tons there are couches nearby? Yes. <laughs> in the room. Lots of them in the lobby. Okay. <laughs> right. You would Although... you would thoroughly enjoy this buffet. You would Tony, you would just love it. Are there security around? <laughs> not obviously but obviously all right any other housekeeping before but, we... but tony why don't you try it and just and report to us what the results okay i might be it's a decent <laughs> price it's a decent price too i might be, I might be reporting from somewhere locked up <laughs> all right that's enough for housekeeping let's head over to tony with the news call him the iron man of disneyland no not tom Huntington Beach's Jeff Wrights, 41, continues to set an unofficial record that makes him the Cal Ripken Jr. of Disneyland. Side note, for those who don't know who Cal Ripken Jr. is, he holds the record for the most consecutive baseball games played in a row. Okay, now back. Um, On Friday, wearing his... Oh, sorry, not on Friday. On some random day, wearing his trademark... Recently. Yeah, recently, his trademark tan boonie hat 
Reitz writes, pumped both fists up in the air while walking through the turnstile. His 1,000th consecutive day at Disneyland. Oh, my. Just to remind everyone, a while ago we had talked about a couple that had done it. Well, he's half of the couple, which no longer exists. The better, the better yeah. half. Hey. Oh, my. Oh, sorry. What? The streak began on December 31st, 2011. Disneyland officials confirmed that Wright's, an annual pass holder, has indeed visited the park for 1,000 consecutive days. A timestamp is electronically recorded when annual pass holders enter the park. Wright's also documents each visit by saving parking stubs. According to our annual pass holder records, Jeff has come in every day for, I think, nearly three years, said John McClintock, a Disneyland spokesman. Wright's, an Air Force veteran, works as a medical support specialist at the VA Long Beach Healthcare System. He started going to Disneyland with a friend to stay positive while unemployed when his friend Tanya McKesh dropped out after 732 consecutive days, he kept going. I wasn't ready to stop, he said, and I was and I'm still having fun. On his 366th consecutive Disneyland appearance, he received a stay at the Dream Suite above the Pirates of the Caribbean ride from Disneyland. Nice. Some Disneyland visitors were shocked to learn that someone has visited the park that many times. I think that's crazy. Oh, excuse me. I don't want to misquote her. I think it's crazy, said Mary Quist of Salem, Utah, who was with her family. We've been here for four days, and my feet are tired for him, but it is impressive. <laughs> her seven-year-old son, Jackson, plans to match Wright's feet one day. Oh, <laughs> I think it would be fun. You know, the parents are like, oh, my gosh, no. Um, Wright's doesn't stay the whole day. Mm-hmm. I can go to Disneyland for an hour or two, then go to the beach or scuba dive in Catalina, he said. This is not the only thing I do in my life. Reitz has made friends and made, met film director John Favreau and the Lakers' Kobe Bryant. You can have a bum day at work. And Drake Bell, because he's there yeah. every day as well. You can have a bum day at work, tired, but when you come here, walk around and listen to the music and see everyone having a good time, it kind of recharges you, he said. So it's been a lot of fun. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going and having fun for as long as I can. Thousand. That's crazy. He's up to 1,004 as of this recording. Yeah, so he's over 1,000 now. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't take out-of-town vacations. But he can't do anything. Doc, like, mm-hmm. I'm just... I, He's committed. I kind of want to see, like, what his sketch, like... Well, if you, if you want to... You, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Disney366. Okay. At Disney366. Yep. At Disney366. And in a story that we've been talking a lot, a lot about, and now it's getting a little more serious... Uh-oh. Anaheim's talks with the Anaheim Angels have broken down. After more than a year of contentious bargaining, the Angels terminated negotiations with the city of Anaheim over a new stadium lease. Angel Angel officials said they are now exploring all options, and the Tustin City Council has held a special closed-door meeting solely to discuss the possibility of hosting a new stadium for the Angels at the former Tustin Marine Corps Air Station. Angel spokeswoman Marie Garvey said that a deal has not been struck with Tustin, but noted that the team has become frustrated with the inability to reach an agreement with Anaheim. Our goal from day one was to ensure a high-quality fan experience well into the future, John Carpino, the Angels president, said in a statement as his team prepares for the playoffs. We have spent a lot of time on this memorandum of understanding, and after 12 months, we feel our best course of action is to dissolve this non-binding agreement. We have always appreciated the council members' support for this MOU. The memorandum outlined negotiating goals for a new lease. When talks with Anaheim stalled in March, the Angels reached out to Tustin officials and the developers of the Great Park in Irvine to discuss potential stadium sites. The Great yeah. Park. Like like Irvine um, rent and, and properties isn't expensive enough, we're going to add the Angels and make it even worse. 
After initial conversations with the Angels, Tustin City Manager Jeff Parker said Friday, which we don't know which Friday, but he said it on a Friday, two clear parameters have been laid out for negotiations. First, no new city taxes will be levied to fund a stadium, and whatever project is approved must work within existing plans for the former air station. Parker declined to discuss possible sources of revenues, but didn't rule out providing adjacent land to a stadium site for Angels owner Artie Moreno to develop privately to raise money to pay for the stadium, somewhat similar to a development plan Moreno had attempted to negotiate with Anaheim. Parker said Tustin City Council members see the Angels having a positive impact on Orange County, but wants more details fleshed out about a possible stadium in Tustin. They want to have a better understanding of what it means. Questions have been raised over Tustin's financial ability to lure the Angels. The city has a population of only 75,000 and an annual capital improvement budget of $41 million. When Cobb County, population 688,000, recently struck a deal with the Atlanta Braves to leave Atlanta, the county agreed to pitch in $300 million, while the team agreed to spend $372 million for the new park. Sports venue expert Neil DeMoss said Tustin might be able to make an attractive pitch by offering land for both the stadium and for Moreno to develop. If the Angels got the land and got the sales tax kicked back, Tustin could possibly lure them without going directly into the city budget, said DeMoss, author of Field of Schemes about taxpayer support of professional sports venues. This is a long article, but this is important. So, very important, because then we can discuss, I can speculate after, or we can all. (laughs) Irvine Councilman Larry Agrin said he hadn't heard anything recently about the Angels coming to the Great Park or elsewhere in his city. Anaheim Councilwoman Chris Murray, who is more supportive of the memorandum's goals than Mayor Tom Tate, wants to get her city and the team back into talks. The Angels in the city have a stadium lease that runs until 2029. A window to opt out has widened from 2016 into 2019. That means the team could notify Anaheim as soon as October 2015 that it will leave town at the end of the 2016 baseball season. If the council majority hadn't approved that extension, then the Angels would be hard-pressed right now to find somewhere else to move under the existing lease, said Mayor Tate, who cast a lone dissenting vote against moving the opt-out timing (laughs) and reopening lease negotiations with the Angels. Along with giving the Angels the ability to drop Anaheim from the team's name, one of the most contentious negotiating points both sides were discussing... Here's the big one. Would have allowed Moreno's development firm to lease the stadium's parking lots for $1 annually over 66 years. City and team officials have said at least part of the revenue generated by the development would go toward making $150 million of infrastructure improvements to the 48-year-old Angel Stadium. Recently, Tate said that the proposal was always a bad deal and repeated his belief that the existing contract requires the Angels to pay for any stadium maintenance upgrades. Even though the Angels terminated the framework for discussions, Tate said he remained optimistic about reaching an agreement. The majority has four votes, but it will be portrayed as Tom Tate's fault that the Angels broke off talks, said an Angel spokesman. They will skip over the vote count and say it's because of Tom Tate. So, that's a long story. I know. It's now to the point where it was actually in like the local LA News. So before we'd been talking, so we were breaking it earlier. I have a crazy – the basic the, – what I saw was the basic big deal is him getting that land for a dollar and saying, hey, right. this land is worth some money. So so back up mm-hmm. back up a second. The city owns the land and the stadium and are leasing it to the Angels? Is that That's correct? That's what I'm understanding. Okay. Now what's interesting is two things. There's plenty of land in Tustin where the old um, air base used to be. So there's plenty of land there. 
I have a question, just because, you know, we are a Disneyland podcast. Could possibly that land, because they're talking about what it's worth if the stadium wasn't there. Third gate? You could have way more than a third gate right there. Just saying. It's not right down the street, but it's right down the street. Well, and it's also right next to the Arctic Station. I've always looked at it like, oh, I don't want the angels to leave. But then I kind of twisted and went, wait, maybe it would be good for them to go. Because what if you had a third, and you have plenty of room there, just to except for the train, the train tracks right there. But. Well, Disney, they've moved the monorail; they can move train tracks. <laughs> but remember, the train tracks lines. are probably going to be different because where the the, no. the new thing is. Do you think it's still going to no, go there? Th- yeah, because I looked at where the where the edge of the the new uh-huh. station is, and it the train the tracks keep going right by. Well, this is total speculation, but. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how much that land would be worth if Disney was under the table saying, hey, we'll buy it from you. Wow. Well, certainly somebody could buy it from them and not just Yeah, Disney but the too. problem is yeah. nothing's I, going on down there. Remember I told you about looking yeah, at that, like there's no development. There's no draw down there. So th- yeah. it's not like all of a sudden everything, there's building condos and like it was crazy back then. But then again, that's such a huge piece of land Maybe someone would want that huge piece of land, you know, like yeah. a, a piece next to it. No, but I don't know. That got me excited to thinking they could put, they could probably put two gates there. Yeah, and certainly enough space. Get out, angels! I want Disney park. to build. A Maybe new that park. water park that that guy wanted to build. They could do that and another gate. Yeah, Anaheim's Animal Kingdom, right off the five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally speculating. I just think I'm excited to yeah. think if that would be possible. I, I just can't believe the chutzpah in professional sports these days. You know, oh, I don't like it. I'm gonna. I I don't like where I am, and I don't want to contribute to where I am. So you're gonna have to build me a whole nother stadium right. and this whole crap with personal seat licenses and this and that and the other thing. Yeah, I. It's just. It's just bullshit. Oh, yes. We're getting the explicit tag. Um, I um, I thought the underwear was bad enough. But I actually, I'm a huge sports fan, but I do agree with you, especially in Orange County. Like, you don't need, he doesn't, he's got a pretty good gig. Like, I don't want to discuss my whole horrible charge in San Diego where they do have an awful stadium and need a new one. But California, you're never going to get taxpayers to do anything. The only thing, though, is, and I know this somewhat relates, but doesn't. The only thing that's making advertise not the only thing that's making advertiser dollars, but the only thing that people have to watch live and don't can't watch it on Netflix, can't watch it on TV, is sports. And that's why you've got like I know we're getting all sportsy, but Yankees, Lakers, Dodgers having billion dollar deals with cable companies, and I'm not making that billion dollar deals because that's the only must see TV that everybody has to watch at the same time. Because you can watch one upon, once upon a time whenever you want. I can binge watch right. my show when it finally gets on Netflix. But when the game's on, if you want to see it live, you have to watch it. So, yeah. Why hasn't the city sold the naming rights to the stadium? I've I've wondered the same thing. I know. I think it's crazy. The, there's there's hardly any stadiums that are named after the teams anymore. Which I think is another crock. Maybe the state. Well, then maybe that's a Artie Moreno thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that would be the city thing. I don't know where the city owns it. I've I still call the Dodger that. Stadium the Dodger Stadium. Dodger yeah, Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Yeah. 
Yeah, I. But all the you know, the I've always come, been kind of against that. All the new that. ones come with names on them. Well, that's You're because they're new what? ones. I love the Disneyland Resort Angel Stadium. Yes, Disney Stadium. We buy, why don't we? They name it Dis Unplugged Disneyland Edition Podcast Stadium. <laughs> stadium. <laughs> okay, we need to we need to set up a Kickstart yeah web page and there we go. Okay, are we done talking about sports now? It's giving me a <laughs> Yes, that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Mary Jo. Well, this week is going to be Gay Days weekend, and from the 3rd through the 5th, and there's a lot of things happening that I wanted to let our listeners know. Um, Michael Yuri. Well, besides the obvious, but they have a lot of stuff ha- um, yeah. going on over there. So, um, Michael Yuri, he's going to be performing Buyer and Seller at the Grand California Hotel. Why does that name sound familiar? I know Seller is like C E L L A R. So, Buyer and Seller. And okay. it's a play by Jonathan Tolan. And it's about an actor hired to work in Barbara Streisand's basement. So it's going to play um, at the Grand California Hotel, like I said, at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, October 5th. Tickets are $50 and $65. In addition, they're going to have a dance party. Um, it's going to be Cheyenne Jackson, RuPaul's Drag Race star, Courtney Ash, Hollywood Records, <laughs> DJ producer Cole Plant. And DJ Kimberly S. will have you on the floor celebrating at their biggest dance party. And it's going to be Saturday, October 4th at the House of Blues. So, um, Michael, the buyer and seller play is on Sunday. And then there's the dance party on Saturday, which is the actual um, gay day. And then they also have inside the Grand Cal... Um, Or maybe this one's already done. Um, I think it's sold out. Well, they, they're they also ha- going to be interviewing um, Bob Gurr also. Yeah, um, I, I think he's making an appearance on Saturday, no? Yes, he's making an appearance um, Saturday. It's And that one's presented by D23. Yeah. Yep. That they're going to have. So he'll be talking about the early days of Disneyland and, and being gay in Walt's Wonderland. So that I think that would be interesting. Um, there and there's other events um, that are happening. So keep an eye out uh, for the extras that are happening this weekend at the Grand California Hotel, House of Blues, and the, over in California Adventure. Also, they're going to be having some dance parties. Very so. cool. Uh, Gatesanheim.com is the website for all that information. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I will go next. Um, that's this weekend. Next weekend, uh, the morning of Sunday, October 12th, one of the most famous streets in the world will become the starting point for an impressive procession of joy, thanks, remembrance, and giving. Main Street USA at Disneyland Park it will be filled with thousands of people coming together in support of Children's Hospital of Orange County. And the health and well-being of children near and far. Uh, Chalk Walk in the Park, presented by the Disneyland Resort, is the largest and most unique single pediatric walk. Can you tell this is a press release? Walk in the nation. (laughs) Among the events, estimated 15,000 walkers are participants from across the U.S. and around the world, including Canada, Mexico, Australia, and South Korea. Um, Nearly 800 teams are 
expected, including current and former patients and their families. Uh, last year's event raised $2.1 million. And since its inception 24 years ago in 1990, the walk has raised more than $22 million. Uh, let's see. The 2014 walk covers three miles through Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure, where walkers get a sneak, special peek at the magic of the Disneyland Resort before the park opens to the general public. At the end of the walk, the event continues in the resort's downtown Disney district, where event sponsors, hotel support groups, shops, and restaurants have special offers for walk participants. Um... It's spectacular to see thousands of people line Main Street USA on an early Sunday morning to take steps, literally, in support of Chalk Children's mission and vision, said Kimberly Kimberly Chavales Kripe? Kripe? I don't... Okay, I'm confused on the name. President and CEO of of, uh, Chalk Children's. Participants from diverse backgrounds, including individuals, schools, teams, and corporations are joined together by a common bond. It's a unique experience. Uh, thanks so much to our dear friends at the Disneyland Resort and the tremendous support, show of support of our sponsors. It's a tribute to our community. This year's event is particularly special as our hospital, uh, the hospital celebrates our 50th anniversary. So that's kind of cool. Um, let's see. Quote from Michael Cole Glazier. Who cares? Um... <laughs> so if you want to participate, go to www.chockwalk.org. What? Why are you laughing? Nothing. I'm here. I'm not. She Hello? laughed and then fell over. Did I lose everybody? No. She, you oh, know what? Okay. She probably found a chair that you could spin around I in. I guess. Um, Mary Jo? Oh, oh, I thought you laughed at me. Okay. Um, if you want to register, you can go to chalkwalk.org. That's C-H-O-C-W-L-K.org. And you can sign up there or get information about the event. So, Can I just point out that no. Children's Hospital is two years older than the Anaheim Stadium. And it's still <laughs> a perfectly good building nice. and in use. <laughs> I just want to say that. Say All right. Uh, rapid fire, Nancy. Okay. Well, guess what they announced this week? Woohoo! Mm. What? You can now make reservations for Thanksgiving dinners at oh, that the was Disneyland Tony's Resort. All right. Cool. Let's do it together. Uh, why, why not? It's, okay. We we don't we didn't discuss the rap fire. So you say some stuff, and I'll say some stuff. We can do a joint. That's, rap well, there's fire. a lot of stuff on here. I know. So, so go ahead. You start, and then I'll interrupt you. Okay. I'll take the. You want me to take a couple of park ones? Sure. Oh, by the way, the most important thing is that uh, the Disneyland Hotel's dinner um, reservations don't start until October 8th. So that's the big one. Other, all the rest of them you can make now. Um, so let's see. Thursday, November 27th. Thanksgiving. Woo! So, <coughs> excuse me. So Carnation Cafe, slow roasted turkey with a turkey bourbon gravy. Mashed sweet potatoes, cranberry apple stuffing, cranberry orange relish, veggies, and a classic dinner roll with pumpkin pie. And Nancy, wait, there's more. At the Plaza Inn, <laughs> they're cooking slow-roasted turkey with gravy and sage stuffing, mashed potatoes, veggie, and a roll. What are they doing at the Blue Bayou? I, gosh, they're kicking it up with a turkey roulade. And it's got truffle-infused chicken giblet stuffing, roasted okay, that garlic. Sounds good. 
Burzwan mashed potatoes, and veggies. But next door at the French market... You know what they're doing? They're doing andouille sausage stuffing with the turkey. And Riverbell is going to add cornbread and roasted garlic thyme mashed potatoes to their turkey breast with stuffing. But you know what, Nancy? What about your favorite place? Are they doing something a little bit different? They are. For your sit-down dollar, you can get crepes made with turkey, butternut squash, cipollini onions, those little tiny small round ones, and peas with giblet stuffing, cranberry coulis, and orange oil. Where is that? That sounds good. At Cafe Orleans. Or right. Cafe Orleans. But you know what? If you just want a quick bite, there's turkey tortilla soup at Harbor Galley, holiday tamales at Rancho del Zocola Restaurante, Ooh. And for a sweet tooth, you can have, oh, I might try this, the maple bacon funnel cake at Stage Door Cafe. Ooh. Oh, man. And, of course, there's pumpkin pie at Carnation Cafe, Village House Restaurant, Riverbell Terrace, and California Orleans, excuse me, in California Orleans, and Cafe Orleans. However, that's just one side of the resort. What's I know, going on over at DCA? At DCA, oh, my God. Ariel's Grotto, slow-roasted turkey breast and gravy, apple stuffing, Cranberry sauce, mash, and veggies. Flows, herb roasted turkey, mashed potato stuffing, veggies, and cranberry relish. How about that wine country trattoria? Well, you know what? Over at wine country, we're going to add a little Italian flair with focaccia stuffing. This is actually good we did this together because this is long. Um, focaccia stuffing with herb roasted turkey and garlic mashed potatoes served with, there's the word I can't say, ditch do it, Nancy. Haricot Erico Ver. Thank you. I like haricot green beans. Okay. And orange, Baby green beans. Yeah, and <laughs> orange cranberry relish. And if you want, you can take home a loaf of turkey-shaped bread from Boudin Bakery at the Pacific Wharf Cafe, Mortimer's mm-hmm. Market, and Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta. Or, I didn't realize they sold their bread over at Boardwalk Pizza and I Pasta. I didn't, didn't know that either. Or you can eat dessert first with pumpkin pie at Wine Country Trattoria, Flo's V8 Cafe, and boardwalk pizza and pasta. What about huh, the ho- who would have thought they would have let you have pumpkin pie first at Wine Country Trattoria? I know, but what they about push the appetizers? But what about the hotels, Nancy? <gasps> oh my gosh, Steakhouse Fifty Five. Listen to this at the Disneyland Hotel. Three course menus with starters such as butternut squash shroop. Butternut squash shroop. Oh boy, let me talk. Butternut squash soup. Crispy shredded skirt steak and maple mm. clabbered cream. Ooh. Those all three together, not quite sure about the whole thing, but maple clabbered cream is excellent. Um, the entree, Turkey Wellington. Love Wellingtons. So this might be like mine. Ooh, and it has pecan stuffing in the Turkey Wellington. Interesting. Cranberry relish. Swiss chard and wild mushroom gravy. Dessert: sweet potato pot, uh, pot de creme, which is kind of like a little creme brulee kind of thing. Ooh. Cinnamon gelato, marshmallow meringue, and apple crisp. And also Yum. at the Disneyland Hotel, Goofy's Kitchen adds holiday taste to the brunch and dinner buffet: turkey, orange cranberry sauce, Yukon gold mashed potatoes, vanilla scented roasted sweet potatoes with brown sugar. And marshmallows, mm. herb stuffing, butternut squash soup, pumpkin pie, and cranberry cobbler. And what about Ooh. your friend, Andrew, Andrew. Sutton? Chef Sutton <laughs> offers his 
fabulous four-course country wine feast at the Napa Rose. So that means we don't have all the details exactly yet because, as you know, the Napa Rose is a what they can get at the farmer's market that week. So keep in mind, you know, fresh food all the time there. But, however, it's Storyteller next door, and they do share parts of the same back kitchen. Um, the loaded buffet, and they're running a buffet at Storytellers. Turkey gravy and cranberry sauce. Beef with cognac au jus and creamed horseradish. Brioche bread stuffing with sweet Italian sausage. Roasted golden beets with feta. And holiday sweets, including lots of pies. But how about over at the PCH at Paradise Pier? Well, there's another generous buffet. Featuring Thanksgiving tastes such as turkey, gravy and stuffing, no adjectives in this one, cranberry relish and roasted veggies, along with salad soups, beef, salmon, and more. A reminder, these all only take place the one day Thanksgiving, and Nancy, why don't you take us home? All right, and of course, that one you've been waiting for, the one you cannot reserve until the 8th, which is also the most expensive of all of these, is the Disneyland Hotel Ballroom's annual fall Thanksgiving dinner. Now... I love it when they have a buffet in the ballroom. It is amazing. Um, all over the place, set, set up uh, food stations with turkey, prime rib, stuffing, sweet potato souffle, orange cranberry relish. And then they have the seafood stations, which have poached shrimp, king crab legs, and all the trimmings. And then those beautiful dessert tables, pumpkin and pecan pies, tarts, cookies, freshly made crepes, and the piece de resistance, which is pictured in my old Mother's Day blog. They're dragging out that chocolate fountain. So, woo! Dipping my pumpkin pie in a chocolate fountain. Oh, man, can you imagine how good that would be? Have you ever had <laughs> pumpkin pie with chocolate? No. Oh, my God. And I'm a big old honkin' pumpkin pie fan. Love me some pumpkin. So there we go. Excellent. Did you know pumpkin's a natural Yay. warmer for chickens? Jeez. No more chickens. All right. Thank you, Tony and Nancy. Uh, That will do it for Rapid Fire. Time for our Thread of the Week, Mary Jo. This week's Thread of the Week comes from Herbivore Mom, and she writes, Best ways to see most characters. Going to Disneyland with my four-year-old son and my husband. This will be our second trip there ever. None of us had ever been prior to our last visit. My son seems to enjoy meeting the characters the most. He's really not very interested in many rides and has very little patience for waiting in long line. That said, he liked It's a Small World last time. He seemed to have a very good time, which is why we're going again. Can anyone suggest the best ways to see the most characters with the shortest shortest wait times? We can't get in early and we're only going one day. And she doesn't say what day they're going, so this would... um, be for any normal day. So I wanted to go around California, or at least around Southern California this time, Central California too, Thanks. and ask you guys, <laughs> and ask you guys, um, what are your strategies for seeing the most characters? Ooh, what do you think? Okay, tell me. I think the best way to see the most characters is to do Minnie and Friends. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's not that expensive and you're going to get a lot of quality time because it's not a huge venue. And, and you can get in a little bit early. You can get in early. Mm-hmm. You can also walk around. So, I mean, not that you're going to go accost them or anything, but I think that's the best way to get you the most bang for your buck. And you're guaranteed that's, to see characters. Yeah, that's a good I, one. 
I would do that, and then I would, um, I would head, let's see, what time does Toontown open? Um, an hour after the park opens, so if the park opens okay. at 10, it opens at 11. And what time do the princesses open? At park open. Okay, park open. So I would, after you finish Minnie and Friends, get an early breakfast at Minnie and Friends. Then I would go straight to the princesses. Then I would go to (laughs) Mickey and do Mickey and Minnie one right after the other. Do them early before they get along. Mickey is a deceptively long line. Yeah, it's true. Do you not agree with me on that? Yep. In Toontown, you're talking about. Because you cannot go and not see Mickey. And you're not going to get Mickey and Minnie and friends. Alternatively, you can see Mickey at the Jamboree area. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think and about that. So while that, it's this- that area is awesome for meeting characters because they really oh, it's, it's almost like going to Minnie and friends. They're really interactive. They move around. They'll they'll walk with the with their kids and it's like or adults. Except what, or adults, what time so. do they what time do they open? Uh, for Halloween they've been opening at ten thirty. Okay, and I I believe they vary what ten thirty to like around five thirty. Tom, something like that. Yeah. 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 Which is so which no, is that's a, great... a really good option. Yeah. So you'll be you with it there. You'll be able usually can catch Mickey and Minnie, Goofy, Chip and Dale are usually there. Um, once in a while, you'll see some of the others, Donald and things like that. But it's usually those those one, two, three, four, five. Now, is it still worth your time to stalk that uh, if you're a character hunter? You know how you can always see the characters come in and out next to the plaza. Or how it used to, if you go and eat at the plaza, especially if you uh, ate on oh, the, the bathroom Inn? side at the Plaza Inn, um, you could always see know. when the characters going in and out. I don't know who would come in and, and out I of there anymore. It used to be the princesses, yeah. but since they're... Well, it used to be every... Yeah, it used to be everybody. Um, I was going to say the fairy godmother would come yeah. in and out of there. Um, and, the, and she's always on the side of the plaza. The other, the other place to see him would be Town Square, but then you're waiting in lines. Yes. Oh, you know what? That uh, the three uh, thirty, that secret three thirty out front. But yes, the first thing you should do is you should go into City Hall if the line's not too long, and you should get a list of who shows up when. Yeah. You should find out when your characters want to show. You know, are going to show up, and if they are doing this front of the park, you know, outside the uh, outside the floor by the floral Mickey meet and greets. Because what was it? We went into the park. Was it the last time you and I were together when we went into the park, Mary Jo? We saw, we saw Ariel greeting, right on the side right. of the train station. We we saw and Ariel and we saw Jasmine. Was, yeah, but that's a good, they, and that's not only at three thirty. That's different times of the daytime. I've seen yeah. the Mad Hatter, the the um, Queen of Hearts there, Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and of course there's the. Mary Poppins show in front of the castle mm-hmm. to see Mary Poppins and Bert, and there's yeah. the musical chairs with Alice in Wonderland and the Mad Hatter, which is always a lot at, of fun. At two thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Sometimes two. It, it's you just have to hang around there. Yeah. But I, I think the tip that says go to City Hall and get an a schedule of when the characters are going to be out is excellent because especially if you if your child is mostly interested in characters and not in right. the attractions and then don't forget over at California Adventure we have our newest 
or old as character, depends how yeah, you look exactly. at it. Yep, Oswald. <laughs> Oswald. And he's so cute. He's, he, I, um, he is. I had to watch him a, a while with everybody and how he was interacting. He's, as soon as you go in, you see him. So that one's a lot of fun. But thank you. So we have this thread, the best ways to see the most characters. Um, other, there are other suggestions. So go to the thread and read the other suggestions if you're looking for ways or if you have your favorite ways of seeing the different characters, um, please post your su- suggestions for um, Herbivore Mom and everybody else. Very cool. We'll make sure we have a, that link in our show notes page. That's at disunplug.com. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Des Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.